Oh yeah. Minor key. This town needs an enema. <laughs> or we could do one of the weird Prince songs. Oh, yeah. Bat dance. Trust. Oh, yeah, that one. Something, something. <laughs> trust. Yeah. I re- uh, this was probably my first exposure to Prince and may have given me the bad taste in my mouth towards <laughs> Prince that I have for a very long time where I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, the podcast where we revisit things from your childhood and crush any lingering hope you might have that they were any good. My name's DJ, this is Damon. Hello, Damon. Hello, DJ. Greetings and salutations. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I turned into, I don't know, was that Alfred Hitchcock? I don't know what that was. Um, I was trying to place, yeah, maybe that's what just. It was my own character I just made up. His name is Bubba. Bubba, who yeah. says greetings and salutations. It's a mis- I think you nailed it. It's a misnomer. You wouldn't expect someone named right. Bubba to talk like that. He's the eloquent redneck. Bu- hey, Bubba Brantlewaite the third. Oh. Heir to the Bubba Beer fortune. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Beer. Bubba uh, Beer's a thing. Jimmy Carter's brother. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so before we jump into the thing, we have a, a little bit of business. We're going to try a new format today. Something a little bit of different. A little bit of different? A little, little bit, bit of different. different. A few units of different. A little bit of different. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the name of my album also. A little bit of different coming out on Columbia Records. <laughs> Damon Santhopolis on banjo. <laughs> it's just a little bit of different. Check it out at your local Target. So your pal Jeremy uh, wrote us a, an excellent, uh, eloquent email um correct he, Bo- correct on both counts he made some good suggestions and one of them was uh that we talk about our feelings on the subject at hand or just talk about our feelings just talk about our feelings and do a completely different kind of podcast <laughs> um it's called the emotion coaster <laughs> should have thought that one through before yeah, i no, let it come funny. out of my mouth um so what we're gonna do today uh we're covering tim burton's batman batman from 1989, and we're going to, mm-hmm. uh, I just made that year up, I think. No, that is actually okay, correct. And so we're going to talk about our, our original thoughts on it, what we remember from our youths, and then we're going to uh, take a pause here and give you a chance to pause the podcast if you want and watch it, and we're going to go watch it and then come back. So we get a little bit more of a high-fidelity version of our <laughs> Terrible memories. Being very honest about what we actually remember about this movie. Which is, uh, you know, for some things I think it's going to be very little, but this one I remember pretty well. So, um... What? Let's go ahead and let's. let's Why don't you it. start? You have a, a, a history with more more of a history with comic books, yeah. And so, Batman, if I'm correct in remembering, I, I like Batman. Yeah, I'm I'm a Batman fan. I read the comic books, and but this came out when I was seven, and I definitely saw it. I remember seeing it. I don't know if I saw it like in the theater or not. I don't remember like the specific instance, but I definitely saw it early on, like when it came out. Um, but I was definitely not reading comic books yet, so I kind of uh, came back read. to it. Right. Couldn't read till I was 13. So uh, On the backwoods of Tennessee. It's not funny, Damon. Oh, I'm sorry. There are, you know, literacy rates in yeah. America are... Especially Gotham. Doing Seems like poorly or low. well. I can't remember. I don't know. 
Um, but I remember it pretty well. I've seen it a lot, multiple times when I was a kid, and I came back to it as a comic book fan later because I did enjoy Batman, and you know the other less good movies had come out. Um, yeah, and uh, but I think most of it is kind of like not as a comic book fan that I saw. It. You know that most of my memories is more like the kind of general cultural things that we all had with it, like oh, right. Jack Nicholson is the Joker and stuff like that. <clears throat> Sadly, the main thing that I remember about. Uh, Michael Keaton as Batman. I, I like him. I thought he was a good Batman. I think he was... Uh, I know at the time it was like kind of a risky choice. Yeah. Like in retrospect, it seems like, yeah, of course, he would be great. Um, but the main thing I remember about these movies is that he couldn't turn his head. And so just <laughs> the shoulder, every time he had to turn to the left or right or up, it would always be full. It would be always full torso <laughs> action. <laughs> like, like all, well, I mean, it's perfect for a movie that's going to have a lot of toys involved. Yeah, yeah. Because then you feel, ah, oh. my, my guy has the same amount of movement as the guy in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I do remember the, uh, I'm Batman. Mm-hmm. That line. Yeah. Um, I have a similar thing. I, I, never, I never got into comic books, really, all that much. Um, at least, you know, the superhero right. genre. Um. But I remember this being sort of a phenomenon. I guess that's what I remember. And my brother going to see it and being super into it and everyone talking about it. And I remember being like, well, I, you know, I can't, I can't see the movie because I'm, I'm under 13 and, you know, it's against the law for me to see the movie. And I remember seeing (laughs) how ratings work. (laughs) And we were at the uh, St. Peter's by the sea pool, Mm. which was our church at the time. The pool was your church? The pool. It was a very specific brand of Christianity. Surfer, like, <laughs> the ocean is my church, man. <laughs> no, just the Episcopal church I went to had a pool. Maybe I should specify okay, that. Okay, okay. Um, and we were there, and I remember two kids, maybe a year or two older than me, were running around talking about how they loved Bat- the Batman movie. And I was like, Mom, how would they go to see that movie? It's against the law for them to see it. And she was like, no, it's rated PG-13. Her, their parents... If I, take them. If I liked you, I could take <laughs> right. it. Right. That was. The, I was like, oh, then now I need to see this movie, please. Everyone else is seeing it. I want to see it. I'm sort of. Uh, I guess it's not that weird for a church to have a pool, but I have never encountered that. I don't think so. In retrospect, I'm it is weird that. that we did have a pool, but we did. Was this in Texas? No, this was in New York. But this was okay. right before I moved because I didn't see Batman. I think came out Christmas of 1989. Okay. That sounds and right. I did, and that's we moved in January of 1990, so I didn't see Batman until we moved to Texas. My brother took me to see it. He was driving. He almost hit a guy in the parking lot, an <gasps> old man. The old man got out of his car, started chewing out my brother, and my brother just told him to fuck off. Oh my, God. my brother probably told a World War II veteran <laughs> to fuck off so we could go see Batman, but the problem was it was already sold out. Also, thank you for your service. <laughs> Also, thank you for your service for this country and the greatest generation, but why don't you fuck off? You're the best. We're the worst. <laughs> fuck off. Um, and it was sold out, and I just want to, I thought about this. Is selling out, like a movie selling out, is that not really a thing anymore? I mean, there's so many, I think... I feel like I haven't been to a sold out movie, unless it's something absolutely massive. But I think, like, at the, you know, we have the Bell Court here, which is our independent stuff, sells out there, I think. All yeah, the time. I mean, that's true. But, but I we mean, have the multiplex. But I guess really the multiplex, difficult. they're just like, we're going to have 18 showings of Batman starting yeah. every 15 minutes. But I mean, if even, it were to open today. Even when we grew up, like, the big, we had two movie theaters in our town. One was the big one and one was the little one. And we just, you know, you go based on what time it was showing. You didn't care, like, which right. they were both, like, you know, the people would like one over the other. But the big one had seven. 
Like that was Yeah, like that's the, true. I mean, I think that's another thing. We have yeah. a Hollywood 27, which literally has 27 <laughs> yeah. theaters it's in it. It's in the name. You already know how many theaters there <laughs> Which is not even that like crazy anymore. I mean, it's the biggest one here, but it's not that even that crazy, I think. But I do remember after finally seeing the movie, I was like, I'm seeing a PG-13 <laughs> Why? I don't even remember. Do you remember why it was PG-13? I think it's just violent. I don't think it's yeah. particularly gory. No. I'm Because I was also very terrified of that. I had to ask my brother at least three times, like, is there blood in it? Is there blood in it? Because I had a real yeah. terror of seeing blood. And there's really not not anything particularly gory. Ooh, except Jerry Hall's face. I remember being... My brother told Jerry me, look Hall's away. Face. Jerry Hall is uh, Jack Nicholson's girlfriend. In oh, it, yeah. And she gets mutilated in it. That's how, And my brother was like, look away. And, it t- and because he said that, and I always looked away, even when I was watching it by myself as a teenager, I would still like wince. And it's really not that bad. Like, not today. You're keeping no. your eyes wide open. What with, you know, the goings-on with the culture wars. <laughs> That's the least of my worries. I remember I remember a lot about... I think I've seen this many, many times. So I think... And I'm conflating it a little bit with Batman Returns in some in my head a little right. bit. But I think most of it, I remember pretty vividly uh, Jack Nicholson being really campy but excellent. Um, and a lot of memorable lines. You know, this town needs an enema. And... Uh, that was bad. Really bad. Jack Wait till they get a load of me. Yeah. That was still not yeah. very good of a Jack. Everyone has a Jack Nicholson except us, apparently. <laughs> I have. I can't even think of a, like what his voice sounds like now. I'm so <laughs> nervous. Did he sing like a Rolling Stone? Am I thinking of the right guy? <laughs> He's the Austrian bodybuilder. They Is that him, Jack Nicholson? They call him the Golden Bear of you acting. You can't handle the truth. Yeah. Am I getting close? <laughs> hey, when did they get a load of me? <laughs> Um, so, what else? Uh, uh, Kim Bassinger? Yeah. Uh, she was definitely this. in it. And the guy who... Arliss is in it? Oh, right. He's Jimmy Olsen? No. No, he's... Olsen. But he's like Kim Bassinger's like... He's the Jimmy Olsen character. Journalist. He's, of, yeah. Well, he's, he's another journalist. He's yeah. like a smartass. Billy D. Williams is in it? Oh, right. He's uh, Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. And he only took it because he knew... He'd be two-faced. That he would be Two-Face, of course. Like, As we all no. remember in Batman Forever, Billy D. Williams is Two-Face. <laughs> Do you think... They had to buy him out really? to get Tommy Lee Jones for the third really? one. They had to pay off Billy D. Williams because he... Had he the right no, well, he signed a contract saying, I will do this because I will get to play Two-Face later. Wow. Why would they... I mean, I guess if they really wanted Tommy Lee Jones... I, I, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones was having a thing then. Yeah, isn't he, Billy D. Williams not well a good actor? I think I've never had any problem with him. But right. I feel like he's probably not a box office draw. Well, it, I mean, it yeah. was still. I mean, he still had a thing maybe going. Yeah. I mean, five years ago he was in Return of the Jedi. Five years ago. Five years from Batman. Oh. No. <laughs> I'm not having a stroke right now. You just really, not only did you totally... What year is it? You totally, hey, do you want to head out to the multiplex and see Roger Rabbit while we're here? You totally blocked out not only the prequels, but that there had any, been any time passage <laughs> between the original trilogy. Look, can we wrap this up? Cheers is coming on yeah. like half an hour. Uh, I gotta watch Empty Nest. <laughs> we gotta oh, go. I did watch that show, and for the love of God, I can't remember why. There was a dog? Estelle Getty would sometimes pop yeah. up? Yeah. A lot of more shows about old people back in yeah. the 80s and 90s than yeah. we get right now. All right. Um, now we have to watch Hot in Cleveland just to get our Betty just White to get back. <laughs> I'm Seriously, I'm not going to watch Hot in Cleveland. No, I don't. Me and Tyler did watch an episode the other day, and I was like, 
Oh, poor Betty White. I get. I bet. I bet you probably I have best, to. I bet. I best. Bet you, you best be getting on. I bet you probably have to now. Was that, that your Jack Nicholson? There. Oh yeah. Catch up. I think that's why we kept referencing it. I was like, <laughs> before I keep referencing Hot in Cleveland. Now that my brother moved there, I I, I better watch an episode <laughs> so I can speak from a place of authority about how shitty the show is. And yes, and yes, it is. sucks. Okay, so that's our uh, original yeah, thoughts on it. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna pause the tape here. It's not a tape, and we're gonna watch the movie. If you want to do that as well, um, I actually have no idea where it's available. Uh, Damon brought it over on Doividoy. It is on Doividoy. Def- you can probably get it. I, I I think I only have this because it's a bare bones DVD for like thirty eight cents. If you yeah. find it. <laughs> just rummage through uh, someone's I, garage it's sale. one of those old dvds where the special features like include the movie itself <laughs> and like the, the 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 dimensions of the picture like you can choose widescreen or what did you say before standard. interactive menu yeah interactive <laughs> screen menu i'm like well there's nothing on here if they're listing that third all right uh we'll be back shortly And we're back. And we are back. Oh, uh, what a beautiful, wonderful, hilarious first half of the oh, show that was. I just was. think back on it and laugh. Oh, man. If we could do like a credit sequence, play black and white, and play some nice music. Like they did on Golden Girls with just stills <laughs> of what happened. Remember this from 15 minutes ago? You know what I just realized? I think we've done this joke before where we make fun of 80s sitcoms yeah, having probably. the stills. Probably. It's going to be hard to... Uh, not make the same jokes. There were so only so many eras that I lived through that I can reference. <laughs> okay, so uh, I hope if you desired to watch uh, 1989's Tim Burton's Batman's, yeah, um, that you did. We just did. You either did it just now or when you saw the title of our podcast come up, right? You're like, if you, All right, I should go ahead and watch that. Yeah, but you may not have known about the new format where we're allowing you time to be mm-hmm. just like us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming you're going to put like a two-hour interlude music so they can watch just it. Just play 90 minutes. Just keep the podcast the playing <laughs> of the of the 10 second theme song. We're just going to keep playing. It's it. going to be great. Um, so we just watched the movie. Damon, do you want to like I don't know recap the the plot? I like that you basically. said I don't know as if it's not a specific portion of our show. I don't know. You want to? Do you want to do this thing that we do every time? Of, I'm just sort of winging it. But do you want to summarize the movie? <laughs> We're trying to. Give off the illusion that we're just just a couple of guys hanging out. Just two guys watching Batman. Just a couple of guys hanging out in front of microphones. Right. Like exactly. <laughs> watching 25-year-old movies. <laughs> Actually, we do do that. Yeah. We do do the uh, watching old movies. Um, okay, so this is... Uh, it's a weird thing to have to describe Batman to people. It's like having to describe you know democracy or something. <laughs> Uh, so you but, vote for the representatives, but not the. It's a one people? for one thing. Everyone's vote, no matter how rich or poor or whatever you are, that'll never work. I don't think it does right now. Oh, yeah, I'm a I'm an oligarchy fan myself. <laughs> what about a good old fashioned plutocracy? Oh yeah, you yeah. don't see that so much anymore. Um, okay, so um, this takes place in a fictitious city, Gotham City. Yeah, which is basically like saying city, city, isn't it? It is. Welcome to Cityville. Yeah. Um, which is riddled, riddled with both organized and unorganized crime. Right. Uh, the They're biggest stealing TVs off of fire escapes. No, that was Ninja you're Turtles. thinking Ninja Turtles. 
<laughs> but uh, there are people just robbing people in alleyways, yes. taking their wallets and pearls. It was a cool misdirect at the beginning of the movie because they set it up like it's the Waynes. Yeah. Which if you, of course, at the time, I think less people than now were aware of the Batman. Nerds would have been. Mythology. But that's a cool little nod to, because they set up a, a, a couple and their young son, like trying to catch a cab. Then they're in an alley and then they're mugged, but no one is killed. And you're like. Oh, that's not the Waynes, because then Batman is looking. Or if you were a real angry nerd, you would have been like, The Waynes are supposed to die! Yeah, what the f- Yeah. This movie's a piece of shit, and then you walk out after defending to all your friends that Mr. Mom will make a really good Batman. <laughs> um, so, so uh, the big bad, the uh, ball... Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the big uh, mobster in yeah. town is Bob... Uh, Curly. Is Boss Grissom. Yeah. Jack Palance. Who is played by Jack Palance, who is, as we all know, a skull with hair coming out. Um, Who only, only breathes through his mouth. (sighs) Jack, you are my number one guy. Which... uh, It was funny when that first happened, because you were like, now where have I heard that before? And I had to tell you that Jack Nicholson makes fun of him later. It's from later in this movie. movie. (laughs) I was like, I know I recognize that line, but that wasn't quite right. And now I understand why. Um, so anyway, and his right-hand man is Jack Nicholson playing, at the beginning of the movie, a man named Jack Napier. Yeah. Who's a big baddie who might have a little screws loose, but he's basically just a mobster. Yeah. Um, but then he, because he's also fucking Bob, uh, Boss Grisham's wife. Maybe Bob, I'm focused. You, you can just say Bob Grissom. It's fine. <laughs> who's Bob Grissom You're just now? slandering some guy named Bob Grissom now. <laughs> Your wife isn't being true to you, Bob. <laughs> this like, whole what? podcast has been building up to this moment of me telling you. This is the worst serial spinoff. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Grissom knows that his wife isn't being, or his girlfriend is being true to him. Yeah. And sets, sets up, up Jack to take a fall. Because the cops are all corrupt in Gotham. But, wait. There's a savior in the midst. Oh. A vigilante, as it were, who dresses up like a flying rodent. He is a. We're talking about flying. He's like squirrel? a. He's a male human who dresses up like like the tick. No, it's like a like a flying thing. Uh, Birdman. That's you're, you're closer than you imagine. <laughs> um. Anyway, of course, it's Batman, and uh, eventually Jack Napier becomes the Joker. They fight. Yeah. There's um, some uh, chemical warfare going he on. He falls into a vat of oh, chemicals, yeah. mm-hmm. and Batman tries to save him. Yeah, so this but... organized crime syndicate is very... Um, it's chemistry-based. <laughs> they're, yeah. they, they, their main, like, uh, their front, I guess... life forms. <laughs> their main front, I guess, is a place called Axis Chemicals. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what that place is, but it funnels money to the mob somehow. Seems like the money seems like me. it would be in drugs and prostitution, but that's where you're wrong. <laughs> chemicals. Uh, Industrial-grade chemicals, that's where it's at. Um, anyway, so uh, they knew that there was going to be a raid on Access Chemicals. Bob Grissom sends... Fucking Christ. <laughs> did you do that on accident and say Bob yes! Grissom? Yes, I did! <laughs> that's okay. Bob Grissom, uh, yeah, Boss ahead. Grissom. <laughs> Bob, uh, boss Bob Grissom. So, uh, fast-forwarding a little bit, uh, uh, of course, that uh, Jack Napier becomes the Joker through this 
process somehow. He gets uh, um, a bullet ricochets off some uh, glass, yeah. cuts up his face, then he falls into falls a in vat of acid, yeah. which causes him to go crazy. And perfectly like you'd think the chemicals would have made things misaligned but it perfectly matches up his lips to be red his skin to be white his hair to be green yeah and his thumbnails to be green yeah it was weird because like the first thing that happens you're like oh he's still alive which everybody already knew but we saw the commercials of the movie before he came in he he reaches his hand out of the vat of acid and it's got perfectly manicured painted painted nails. nails yeah but uh, yeah, so what, let's see what happens next. There we in, we're introduced to Vicky Vale at some point, uh, which is Kim Basinger, Basinger. or Basinger, depending on Basinger. what part of the country you're from. Uh, and and uh, she's a photographer. Uh, yeah, and she's working with the Gotham Globe too. She works with a reporter played Knox. by Arla Dollar, Dollar Sign Dollar Sign. Right, mm-hmm. Arla uh, Dollar Sign Dollar Sign. That's harder um, to say. That joke was harder to say. Than I <laughs> thought it would be. Um, and they're they're investigating the Batman, which to everyone is just like an urban legend, a rumor. Yeah, but we know it's true. We know it's true. There was a lot of like that that whole scene with the two criminals in the beginning that sort of get uh, the people who mugged the faux Waynes. Um, right. They get uh, trounced by Batman, and there's a lot of setup to that. And then there's a lot of cape work. Oh yeah, by Batman. I was saying that he rivals Yul Brenner in the Ten Commandments for the amount of <laughs> cape swooping that goes on, just especially in the very beginning. It's, yeah. At first, you're like, oh, he's just being intimidating. But then, like, right after that, he does it again, like, right before he... And it's like, okay. okay. He, was, he was glamming it up yeah. just for that introduction. It was very... Um, what happens? Uh, I know. It's, we kind of lost the middle of this movie a little bit uh, in my memory. Even well, like, it gets it. sort of into... Uh, the Joker decides that he wants to do some sort of chemical warfare on Gotham and yeah. and releases uh, chemical into everyday products. Yeah. That, and, uh, and so there's a report... And my, probably my favorite part of the movie. Uh, so a reporter is on the air and she's, she's been like uh, affected by this sort of laughing toxin that's in hair and makeup or something she just starts laughing and then of course she's dead and frozen in a smile in the clown face right and then uh it happens to the other reporter too or something or he's around and then uh or he's around <laughs> he, it either happens to him or he's around <laughs> i can't remember if it happened to him too or if he just he doesn't no he's fine all right he's that same reporter later that oh, okay yeah and then no in the next on. scene that they have reporters like uh talking about this news they have no makeup on or no hair products, and so they look really bad. Yeah, he's got two pimples, and the woman, she's got kind of frizzy hair because she can't use any conditioner. And they came back anything. to it twice, which right. amused me. Um, yeah, that's a, that's. I an did not get that as a child. I did not get that joke. I got it. Like, I think I, it took me a while upon rewatching, but yeah. I realized, like, oh, I feel like Tim Burton could have gone a little, like, made them really glammed up in the first right. instance and yeah. then made them look really haggard the second time yeah. around. Um Anyway, then uh, it's. I should have mentioned at the beginning that it is Gotham's. Uh, what is it? How do I say it? No, you want bicentennial. Yeah, bicentennial. Yeah, I, I was you, trying to think of sesquicentennial. I was going like, to say you no. want to use sesquicentennial, but that's 150. <laughs> it's their bicentennial anniversary, and they're trying to rid the streets of crime so that they can have a good, you know, uh, parade and celebration. Yeah. But eventually, they have to cancel it because they can't get the Joker's henchmen under control. Yeah, and but the Joker. He loves a good party. He does. And purple. He loves and, those two things. And some prints. Just like and just prints. Like prints. Yeah. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> purple partying. It only makes sense. Yeah. Um, so he decides to hold his own parade where he's going to throw $20 million into the crowd. Yeah. But that he doesn't tell them he's also going to send a bunch <laughs> of nerve gas into the crowd as well. <laughs> um, and then the, 
And then, you know, Batman comes around the bat plane. Bat plane. Saves the day. Crashes into a church. Yep. And uh, and then there's a much, a, compared to more recent blockbusters, a very subdued yeah. climax in the church uh, belfry, as it were. Yeah. Um, which might have been the only setup just to have a Bats in the Belfry reference. Pretty much. Seems <laughs> like it. Um, where uh, Batman, Vicky Vale, and Joker have it out at the end. Not in a sexual way. Not in a sexual yes. way. <laughs> um, but, but, and finally, you know, the Joker's... The Joker's tried to be, yeah, uh, he has the, he has Batman and Vicky Vale hanging on the ledge, and he's kind of stomping on their feet, trying to get them to fall, and then the helicopter comes to pick him up, but as he's being dragged away, Batman shoots him with one of his many toys that ties him to a gargoyle, and then he falls and dies. Um, and then at the end, we get to see the bat signal. Yep, we get to see the, the unveiling of the bat signal. We skipped a lot of the movie and the retelling of that, but I think it's okay. Especially I think we'll figure it out. You've, you've basically got the, the gist of it. Um, so, we should also mention that Batman's parents died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the actual Waynes did die. Right. But I, uh, you mentioned this when we were watching the movie, and I, I never really thought about it, but they, were ac- they didn't like labor over his origin story like they have in subsequent movies or like they did yeah. any or, of the spider or movies. well yeah and in like oh, what i think about because the only other superhero movie i really would have seen that may have also been the only one that really existed would have been superman yeah which may i mean i i really like the first superman as long as i don't think about it too much um <laughs> but the origin story is just really belabored in that yeah, one yeah. where i mean it's it's a good maybe hour before you even see, you know, Clark Kent as you know him as the bumbling reporter and, and yeah, Superman. Yeah. It's a long it is. go. And this one, it's it's a, like an hour before you even see the flashback to the Waynes getting, getting yeah. shot. And I think it was actually really effective in this one because you get to see, I mean, he kind of references it and you, you, and we all kind of know it. I mean, or like, certainly we do in retrospect, but you're not. You're not missing it. You're not like, right. why is he doing this? Because it's kind of, he kind of hints at it. And then you see it and you kind of get it. I don't know. And then, of course, more importantly, the character Vicky Vale gets it. Like, she kind of starts to put it all together that he's a crazy Investigation. Yeah. And it's funny because, um, I mean, we could sort of move on to the analysis part of this. But I'm trying to think, like, how entrenched was Batman into the because i mean i think he had sort of been sullied or maybe not sullied is a cruel word but like the the, the idea was show. the adam west burt ward yeah. sort of like a lot camp fest yeah. and this was I mean, so i didn't be- even know i knew batman existed and who his you know general cadre of villains are but right. i didn't know why he fought crime i thought he was just you know doing his job yeah well and uh it's a good point that like this is definitely a campy movie in its own right, but by comparison to that, it's this was the you know it's funny this was think, gritty yeah. yeah we think now of the the Dark Knight series as like you know the Batman Begins and Christopher Nolan stuff those movies are the gritty reboot but at the time this was the gritty realization of Batman and was kind of like a a big departure from the well, campy cartoon big you know. Well, the 1989 Batman is not the reason they had to reboot the Batman right, series. Right, yeah, came, that came later. <laughs> we'll probably get to those. Oh, those, I would love to get yeah, to those. those are fun. So, uh, in a terrible, terrible way. In a horrible way. But yeah, I thought, uh, I'll, I'll, let me go through uh, the things I thought of. Like, Michael Keaton, as I remembered, I think he did a pretty good job. Actually, I think he was great. No, um, I think he's, I mean, I mean, of course, because I'm a, of a certain generation, he is my favorite Batman. But I think... yeah. I think there are some people who play him who do one 
half of him really well, the Bruce Wayne half or the yeah. Batman half. And I feel like he is the good center of it. Yeah. Where he's able to do this Batman Bruce Wayne thing. You I think Christian Bale really nails the Bruce Wayne half right. of a person who's pretending to be a playboy but really has a secret life. Yeah. But the Batman thing just sort of like, "Oh, please yeah. stop barking, literally barking at me." <laughs> yeah. He does a much uh Michael Keaton does a much subtler Batman voice. And and I think even it's not something I realized as a kid, but it's something having gone back to uh, from Batman and Be- Batman Begins and things like that, seeing this again is like, oh, he is doing something, but it's a lot more subtle than yeah. what Christian Bale. It's was like, doing. hey, I'm Bruce Wayne. Hey, I'm Batman. Right, like, it's exactly. not that much I'm different. Batman. But and yeah, he's kind of doing the whisper talking, a the bit. whisper growl. I will say that I mean, some of it could have just been the the nature of uh, you know the where stunt coordination was at this point for this movie at least, but his action wasn't. And it could have just been the really cumbersome bat suit too, but like the action was not impressive. Of yeah, I think fighting. I think it's a combination of all those things. Possibly, yeah. I mean that, they made, they made it work. I think in in a certain, I mean, as believable as the movie needs to be, sort of way. Like you know, you know, punch. He's more of a powerful Batman than a fast, right? You know, athletic Batman. Right. <laughs> he's not uh, going to win any races. Yeah, which is kind of interesting when you think about him. Sans bat suit because he's just like a really normal looking guy. Like he's very not, normal looking. He's not like even like super fit. Like Christopher well, Nolan. Yeah, um, <laughs> or and not Christopher Nolan. Uh, Christian Bale. Bale. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the the. I think the bat suit was looks like it was really cumbersome, especially yeah. in this movie. I think it slims down. I was noticing like the the his cowl, his like yeah. actual mask was so thick. Right. It was like. You know when you cut into the side of a cake and the icing is just <laughs> so fondant. thick and it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. It sort of looked like that in some places on him. Yeah. And uh, I can only imagine how much that thing weighed right. and how much movement he actually was able to get out of it. In retrospect, you know, again, I might be thinking of uh, Batman Returns, but I know earlier in this episode we were talking about how I remembered his weird looking without being able to Uh turn his head. And there was definitely some of that, but it wasn't as bad as I remembered, actually. Right. There were only some subtle moments where he has to sort of bend at the waist to look up. (laughs) Um, I remember it being a lot more exaggerated than it was. I I think I remember catching on that he was doing that, but I didn't realize, I didn't connect as a kid why he was having to do that. (laughs) His head wouldn't move. Um, I, I think one of the things I do like about it, and I think... Not that Christopher Nolan's movies are bad by any means. I think they are the most solid Batman movies as a set, yeah. of course, because he stays at the helm for the whole thing and is able to right. Follow, for, see for, it force the story to how he wants it to go. But this, I think, I think I'm a little exhausted by the realistic superhero story. <laughs> yeah, now. I'm like, you mean now? Yeah, yeah I mean, right. now, especially when it's going on to more and more unrealistic superheroes. Right. I'm like, Batman is ludicrous but semi-realistic he's a guy he's a guy he's a guy guy who works out a lot with who has a lot of money his superpower is money right (laughs) his superpower is trust fund set up in his name when you think about it is the most it's it's probably the most realistic superpower yeah yeah and uh you've got uh jack nicholson of course and which i think he was you know now we've got like sort of the heath ledger and there, people are constantly, I think, comparing the two, the Heath Ledger Joker right. and the Jack Nicholson Joker. And they're totally, it's definitely a different vibe. Certainly, both yeah. Movies. But I think uh, 
Jack Nicholson did a really great job. I think he's you can see that he is having a lot of fun. He seems like if you want to hang out with a psychopath, (laughs) he'd be the one. That would be the one to hang out with. Whereas I think I think uh, while I think Heath Ledger's Batman was uh, also had some funny moments, very Mm -hmm. funny moments, but he was like mostly psychotic. Oh no, you're like I don't want to be around this person, (laughs) and he looks like he smells, and he's just really uh, anarchic. Um, I, but I, I guess what I was saying was like, one of the things I do appreciate about this now, especially now in retrospect is just how stylized they went, how yeah. Gotham looks, has a real certain feel to it. Although you mentioned that something that that's interesting is like the time period is really weird. That's one of the things I really like about the movie yeah. is that Tim Burton, like almost specifically, I mean, men are wearing hats and women are wearing pearls and furs. Yeah. Like everyone is dressed like it's the 1930s. All the cars look like they're from the 1970s. All the, the, the city, um, uh, architecture is from the 19, you know, teens. Like right. it's, yeah. it's kind of a really, uh, amal- a weird, weird amalgam of like time periods. And they've got, but it's, it's set in the modern day. They have video cameras. They have, right. Like, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Or at least a futuristic. So I kind of like that, that it's like taking place in this non-existent. Yeah. It's not even making an effort to try and make it into a, a real place. It's really stylized and it's not yeah. afraid to be kind of stylized. I mean, it makes sense though. Cause it, technically this is, you know, the DC universe and not the real world. So they can, right. Do what you want. This is the whatever's, you know, whatever time period it is. Um, But yeah, uh, Jack Nicholson had some really funny lines. He had some actually really iconic lines. I never realized just how many, because I I know I remember like, uh, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? I remember the, uh, um, this town needs an enema. And Mm -hmm. uh, was the the Jack Palance impersonation. (laughs) And uh, you're my number one guy. You have nostrils. Use that. Uh, that, so that was really fun to watch him do that. Um, I'm trying to think of the other main points. Uh, we got to talk about Prince. We got to talk. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so you like Prince a lot more than I do. There are a few. Yeah, I love Prince. I mean, I'm not. I'm not one of those people who believes he is without flaw as an artist. Uh, I think he does a lot of weird stuff. I think he's one of those people that's like so like uh, prolific and just like puts so much out there that he's not always concerned with. You know, raining it the into best the best thing. things, uh-huh. and you know, I, uh, I consider myself a Prince lover, and still hold that in mind. Where it's just like, that was not the best thing. And there's, <laughs> I feel like this album, whatever is connected to Batman, it was one of those where it's just like, uh, they want you to do some music for Batman. He's like, uh, it was, a, you know, it's give a me two-, two weeks. Yeah, it was a Tuesday, so he was like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> um, I mean, they're not, they're not bad. So I would have to listen to the soundtrack to like get. To I really think like a it, lot but- of soundtracks from around this era it just sort of they're not shoehorned in very well yeah or maybe that's the word i'm looking for they are shoehorned in they're right. just like yeah, here's a song it wasn't as much the the quality of the songs although some of it was mixed weird for the scene but also it was, it was kind of jarring like every time they put on a print song like it was almost like a musical number yeah and rather was, than just being in the background yeah it was kind of interesting uh I, it makes me a little sad because I was hoping that uh, in ret- you know being a, a fan of Prince and a fan of this movie in retrospect I was kind of be like oh it's gonna be great right. it's gonna be like campy and great but I was kind of like this is weird um, and they're weird choices because like I guess they he probably wanted or they probably wanted like new material as opposed to like using but there's like right. a thousand Prince songs that would have been better for each of those things, <laughs> even as opposed to like trust you know like I get. <laughs> I get trust. the idea of it. Oh, trust. trust. Like, it's like, yeah, right. it kind of makes sense. But it's also like, it was kind of a weird juxtaposition, I thought. 
And it was always with Joker scenes, so it was almost like Joker just found an album and he's like, "Yeah, we're just gonna be using this Let's for all of our crimes." On. Yeah, <laughs> this is my criming. this is my crime mix. Everyone, don't touch it. It's my crime mix. And yeah, I guess it reminded me of, uh, you know, it just reeked of synergy. I guess it was. Just, it reminded me mm-hmm. of Ghostbusters two when they were like, "Bobby Brown, you're gonna do the entire soundtrack." And I was y- like, y- "You know, why? It. Why is this just? It, it's so <laughs> markedly different from the rest of the from the other Ghostbusters movie. It's like, why is there just Bobby Brown playing all the time?" <laughs> um, it's it's like a a fancy fantasy world where only Bobby Brown plays. Um. Okay, it's even worse in Ghostbusters too because Bobby Brown actually has a cameo in it. And you're like, why are you here? I don't remember that. What was his? Cameo? We'll have to watch. Okay, it. I don't want to talk about this, but I feel like uh, we have to mention the shoes. Uh, oh my god, there are three. Is it three? We should have a disclaimer here. Me and DJ have different opinions about a lot of things, but one thing we don't hold different opinions about are feet and how they are disgusting. That's <laughs> what. They're one of my least favorite things. Uh, sets of things. They're in leather bags all day. Yeah. Not to mention gravity helps make sure that everything on your Just body slowly down slides down and gets in those nooks and uh, crannies. Uh, <gasps> stop it. Everyone, stop it. And just Vicky Vales couldn't just get a strappy sandal, maybe something that will stay on your foot. She's, She's always high heels all the time, yeah. which, you know, okay. Uh, but. I don't even remember the specific scene. She was always walking up steps and losing her damn shoes. And uh, people kept picking them up. And there's a scene. She goes on a date with um, Bruce Wayne uh, to his house. And, you know, they get a little amorous. They're walking upstairs to the boudoir. That's French for bedroom. And uh, her shoe falls off because she's she's like, I'm a little bit drunk. Yeah. Uh, And he um, picks up... uh, the other one with one shoe and then she pulls off one shoe and then they start making out against a wall and she wraps her arms around him (laughs) and in one hand high heel right where his nose would be (laughs) 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 gross it is really gross and then what was the second time i can't oh she she takes she throws them off when they get out of the batmobile to run which you know like fine i'll give her that one that's that's fine but like and you know I don't understand why it's such a plot point. Like, I get that if you were wearing high heels, you'd want them off. I'll grant you that. Yeah. Uh, but why? why Maybe do I... it's time to slip slip into a sensible flat, you know? Yeah. Especially if you're going to be running around so yeah, much. Yeah. If you're going to be involved with the Batman and the Joker, you're going to have to get some sensible Bruce Wayne shoes. date? I understand. You wouldn't know. Right. And you wouldn't first, know. The first running around time, you wouldn't know because she didn't plan to be accosted in a She thought it was another Bruce Wayne date, so, yeah. you know. So she just thought, Makes sense. worked out last time, put my foot right in his face, right. and it was fine. The next time she's supposed to be working, she's taking photographs of the parade. Should have known there. Should have worn, you know, maybe a cute sneaker. You know this guy, You know that Joker's throwing a parade, and you know that he's a lunatic. Yeah. And you just thought, high heels for sure. Okay, anyway. The third instance, though, is the worst, where they're climbing up the, the steps of yeah, the church, her shoe comes off, and Joker, who, I mean, we have to point out, is a sociopath, kisses the inside Ugh. of the of the pump. Okay, just, just, this is just a quick disclaimer, just because some people might be listening to this. <laughs> um, this doesn't really, you may think we're, we're nuts, and the feet are fine, and that's totally fine, but if you're at a coffee shop right now listening to this podcast... Put your fucking shoes You're on. You're a inhuman monster. You know who else took his shoes off at coffee shops? Same. Hitler. No. Hitler. Okay, that's good. Um, okay, you want to do the verdict? You think anything oh, wait, else? Wait, I'm trying to think of anything else I want to talk about. 
Oh, okay. Let's talk about the Batmobile because it was amazing. I love yeah. this Batmobile. Uh, this is my favorite Batmobile. Yeah, I. So I understand with the Nolan series why they reworked the Batman because you know we want to put a new stamp on it, and it's not. I mean, I can understand wanting a more tank like Batman, and I understand like they, they. I think they they came up with a good reason. Like, how would? I mean, one of the questions of Batman is like, how would you get someone to make you like a Art Deco style Batmobile? Right. right. Are you also an auto mechanic just building cars from scratch by yourself? Um, so it was good like to explain like, oh, this is a discontinued tank that we could never use. And he's like, okay, I'm just going to paint it black. Yeah, great. Yeah. But I mean, the thing literally looks like someone crumbled up a piece of black construction paper and put wheels on it. Like, the thing is ugly, and I understand the first one, if they got away with that, but later, like, you want to make some modifications? Maybe some aerodynamic something or other? No? Sand down a piece or two? <laughs> something. Know. You sand down metal. It's metal. very angular. And then, but this one is hot rod. It's really cool. You look at it and you go, Whoosh. Yeah. And then they kept it for the next movie. I'm sure there's some minimal... I think they broke there. it, and then after that, it was just a fucking oh, nightmare on this, show with this coming series. up after this. Most of the time, it just looked like a dildo on wheels just flying down the, the streets. I think it was Batman Forever where it like flops down the street. Like the 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 fins wings. are flopping. Yeah, they're like flopping. Ooh. I'm like, come on, guys. Uh. Uh, okay, so uh, and then it got the shield. He says shield. Shield puts up a little. And yeah. the animation isn't really great, but still, it's, it's it becomes a you know to- like little immovable tank. Thing. Yeah, it's really amazing. And then he's got the bat plane, which is also pretty awesome. Bat plane is pretty awesome. Yeah. It looks really cool, and even though it's destroyed like immediately. Oh yeah, by... that's the problem. Like once I, the, the Batmobile survives this movie, but after that, in every Batman movie, the Batmobile is destroyed each time. Yeah, which you know, I get it. I guess it's showing how difficult this day was for Batman. <laughs> sure, what a day to quote the Joker. <laughs> oh yeah, that was really funny. He says that after his first uh, murder, after he just was pretty much resurrected from the day, and he shoots someone. He goes, oh, what, what a day. A day. He's really good. He's really funny. I mean, I think I think it's very easy to sort of heap on the praise on Heath Ledger and sort of for poo-poo on on this series because yeah. it is so campy yeah. comparatively. But I think it it I think what's great about the Nolan series versus this one is they're so obviously going for it's a different different tones thing, yeah. that it's very easy to be able to enjoy both and yeah. not have to pick yeah. one over the other. I agree. I'm getting to a nerdy fanboy thing. I will say that I um one of my least favorite parts of the movie uh, is when he shoots the bat plane down with a large, oh, yeah. the large revolver, which is a long barreled revolver, right. which is ridiculous. I mean, it's a gag turned into a plot point. I understand that the whole movie is ridiculous. I'll grant right. you that, but like that is especially like I was buying the man who survived a vat of acid and became <laughs> insane. I was giving you the crazy bat suit and the millionaire who builds his own cars and. Everything, but you can't get you down a plane with a revolver. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, oh, and Alfred, not to mention, let's just throw that in there before we get to the verdict. Alfred is probably the worst person to tell your secrets in this oh, series. Yeah. He just, he's like, he's pretty I'm much, gonna tell her. Uh, yeah, he, tell just, he just vale. tells Vicky Vale. He lets her into the Batcave. Yeah. Um, in the first scene, before we've really confirmed what's going on with Batman versus Bruce Wayne, uh, Alfred comes in in the middle of a party and says, uh, Commissioner Gordon uh, had to leave. And Bruce Wayne's like, okay. 
He's like, he had to leave rather abruptly, abruptly, <laughs> and like makes a pointed face. And Bruce Wayne sort of catches people. on. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. And then he he he's about to walk one way, and Alfred's like, no, this way, sir. <laughs> and you practically expect him like to the Bat Cave where we keep the Bat Suit. <laughs> Because you're Batman. Because you're Batman. The Batman, as some people would call him. He's you. Batman, he says to the guests. <laughs> Excuse um, me. He's Batman. Excuse just, me. Just in case you didn't. Pardon us. Him. He's Batman. Out of the way. He's Batman. <laughs> Batman coming through. Coming through. Batman, Batman, Batman. Um, so, verdict. Verdict. Uh, Damon. Was I it? love this movie. I, th- I think it uh, holds up for the most part. I mean, there are some cheesy bits. There are some... Uh, bits that aren't perfect, but yeah. I think the action sequences, as you pointed out, but I think that that's a fault of, one, 1989, I think, two, <laughs> that bat suit, I doubt, was very movable, and yeah. three, I don't think Tim Burton's really an action director. I think sure. this was his first shake and last shake? I mean, the, well, aside Batman from Batman Returns, Returns yeah. but I mean, was has he really done an action-oriented movie since then? I don't know. I mean, I know he's done sequences. yeah. Um, but but I think not, this like, was. I mean, he's not really movies. in. A, I guess it's not. He's not Michael Bay or anything, right? Yeah. Um. The, so the auteur that is. Oh, Michael Bay. Uh, so, so I would I would give this a thumbs up. This is this is a hoot and a half. I. <laughs> I that's agree. my that's my rating system. I think it's totally. I would give it two hoots. It's totally. <laughs> Uh, it's totally so. It's a, a hoot and a half scale. That's that's got to be the top. Yeah, I guess right? two two hoots. That's as many hoots as you can give. <laughs> two hoots. I like a hoot and a half because it would be the max. Oh, that's that's as many. So hoots like as three you quarters can give. of a, <laughs> a would be the people like writing it down. Like, <laughs> like do you know how to get to the lowest common denominator? Carry the one. <laughs> what is the? Um, yes, I agree. I think uh, my inner child was not an idiot in this time. And yeah, I me it, me neither. Also, give it one good hoot job. And one Younger half of Damon. one hoot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's definitely campy. So if you're looking for you know gritty realism, but not super campy. But, but yeah, compared to the like the type of superhero movies we make today, yeah, it is. It's well. Here's what I will say because here comes grumpy old man. Because I yeah. just thought of like I had a flash of Man of Steel in my head. Oh, yeah. I'm like, here's what I will say. This is a superhero movie that's not afraid to have fun. Yes, yeah. it's, it's just Which, having fun. It's like we're making a movie about a man in a bat suit fighting a clown. Yeah, let's have some fun. And it's really like the the DC movies that have like really. I mean, as much as I love, I do love the Nolan trilogy. Like, it does take itself pretty seriously. I think the Nolan. That's why uh, Dark Knight was such a refreshing thing because because as crazy and you know murderous as Heath Ledger's Joker was, it was like oh somebody like being kind of wacky in this whole thing. And then, uh, but this whole movie is kind of wacky, even though it's got some serious moments. But yeah, I thought it was great. I actually uh, we've been watching too many good things. We gotta. Yeah, we gotta find a piece of shit to watch. <laughs> well, it's really just Ducktales in this. Yeah, we're on a streak of two. Is that even a streak? Although I did like Neverending Story. Yeah, you did. So um, we're on a two and a half streak. Two and a half. That I will give that uh, one uh, a quarter, one hoot. A quarter of a hoot. A quarter of a hoot. Yeah, that's pretty low. Yeah. It's, okay. I need to go. Maybe a half a hoot. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, no, that's, that's our- called lobbying. <laughs> Uh, that's our show. Uh, if you want to uh, give us some more format advice, that was great. I think those worked out well. well. We may try this again, and we'll we'll keep you posted. Um, your inner child is an idiot at gmail.com is our email address. Y i c i a i on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find Damon on Twitter. Damon Damon Zanth. X a n t h. I should know this by now. Yeah, it was here. Uh, DJ Phillips. Is, I have to think about it myself. 
<laughs> Your last name's weird. What is that again? Uh, DJ Phillips is my Twitter handle and djphillips.com. You can find Damon's excellent cartoon, Drewford, at drewfordcomic.com. Um, I think that's it. You can find us on Facebook. Yeah, uh, you... Please rate us on iTunes if you like oh, what yeah. you if you like what you're hearing. Subscribe and rate us. Subscribe. Uh, report us to your no. Don't report us. No, don't not report. Not us. report. Oh, that's the wrong word. I meant like uh, we should delete this podcast and start over again. <laughs> report means a very specific thing on iTunes. I mean, uh, tell us, tell other people about us. God, yeah, word of mouth. It. Word of mouth. <laughs> that's what I was going. Don't for. report us. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Oh, what was that? Is that your Batman voice? Uh,